Good morning, Vernon. What up, what up? Good morning, Devin. So tomorrow is September 21st, which happens to be my birthday. Happy. Uh, mm. Thank you. But, Happy birthday. Yeah. The, uh, but Earth, Wind, and Fire have September, the song, which, mm. of course, takes place on September 21st. So I want to hear, Vernon, what are your reflections on Earth, Wind, and Fire? Oh, that's a great one. So that's a, that's that's pretty awesome um, question there, because so uh, you know we're of a, a little bit of a different age. I would say you, you, a little bit, not not much. You, it's I just think like five or six years, I think. Yeah, it's maybe seven. Uh, whatever it is, seven. I think it's seven. But um, so in your musical background, you're probably more. You have you definitely have a more of a musical background than I do. You know, I I, I have a you know, I enjoy music in a particular sound, but uh, you know, like you're you're like into music, into music, you know, notes and all that great type stuff. So, Earth, Wind, and Fire means something totally different to you than I'm sure what it means to me. Um, but just the band itself, I remember I did not really discover Earth, Wind, and Fire through my mom as much because my mom's you know, at a certain age where she kind of was more like R&B, soul, you know, the women of uh, Anita Baker, Shaka Khan, and all of that. So I heard a lot of that in my house. My grandfather was mostly like Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, okay. you know, Jackie Wilson. And, and so those were like the people that I spent a lot of time with. And then I had like my uncle who was like Ice Cube and Tupac and like, you know, so... Earth, Wind, and Fire didn't kick in until I would be around my Aunt Nadine and my Uncle Fani, who they have uh, two boys that are, like, I'm in between their age. So I would spend a lot of time at, at my aunt and uncle's house. Like, I became, like, their, their, their I guess it would be their fifth son or sixth son. Um, I think they already got five boys. Yeah, they already got five boys. So I'd have been their sixth <laughs> son, enough. right? Yeah, enough, right? <laughs> I'd have been their sixth son. So... I spent a lot of time at their house, and I remember uh, they used to play Earth, Wind, and Fire. One of the one album is it Fantasy? Sure. Is that the is that the name of the album? It's like a crazy cover. Crazy co crazy cover. Yeah, with crazy, the star with the song yeah the with the yeah. and I think September's on Fantasy, right? Is it on so. Fantasy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember the Fantasy album, and my uncle would play it, and that and and I just remember like. Oh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was my, I, I vividly remember that being my first experience with Earth, Wind, and Fire was seeing the fantasy albums. And it was a CD, so it was like, you know, obviously Earth, Wind, and that album came out probably, what, 80s, 70s, something around that time. So you know? uh, I actually, so my interesting re reflection on Earth, Wind, and Fire is, is that I didn't get into them until like, until music started streaming. Yeah. Like, like that's when I found out about Earth, Wind and Fire. Yeah. And so I don't I like I only know them pretty much by their songs, which is totally different than most of the music that I know. Like most of the stuff that I know is like all right, so Donny Hathaway, like I know him by album. Teddy Pendergrass, I know him by album. Yeah. All of Motown, I know about like, you know, the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell duets, complete box set. Like that's the way yeah. I know most of like all of that kind of music. And Earth, Wind, and Fire, I found late. So I believe the album that you're you're thinking about, it's got that crazy cover. There's there's like either Electric Universe is one, 
I Am or Raise. Like it, it's it's in that group. I didn't even know what the album name was, but okay, maybe Fantasy was a song. Is Fantasy is a song on one of the albums? I think Fantasy is one of their their songs. Yeah, well, I, they had the so, they do have a song Fantasy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not so an that, album. And September yeah, so, is on the same album as uh as fantasy so so it's that, that album that must Whatever. be where you put that but yeah in. exactly wherever that album is i knew i i knew it what which album was that did you see what album is that the one with one with the crazy one of the crazy covers it's got, yeah it's got a crazy cover yeah. exactly I'm that, that, that that's the album fantasy <laughs> september and i that that is the album and yeah i just remember being in the living room and like you had the the six disc changer and and putting that because i think of it might have been a double disc too or something like that um and i remember putting it in and and like just being like wow this is like this is crazy like because it was so different so different it was so different than what my mom listened to what my grandpa like and and every all of those people loved you know earth wind and fire my mom loves earth wind and fire but it's like you know it's like music at a certain age it's just like it's like really I, different. yeah, it's different. Like I, I love Little Wayne, but like, and and that was like me, like six years ago. You know what? Now and I'm like, I, I, I'm not like it's it's nostalgic if I'm listening to him. It's not what I'm going. It's not what my kids hear me listening to. Sure, Earth, Wind, and Fire to me is so it's weird. Like, I've sort of always had a fondness for September, right? Because it's a shout out to my birthday. So like, there's mm-hmm. always been this like association with that particular song but like they have like such like a fresh big sound or whatever and it's like so like infectiously upbeat they're like for a long time i had a hard time like enjoying it right really like, yeah i had a hard time, i'm shocked like, i had a hard time like loving it i thought and you then, would appreciate it because dude, it's like it's genius in terms oh, of like from a skill standpoint, and I know you appreciate skill. stuff like that. So oh, and I and I always did. I but I had a hard time like loving it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then something happened. Like I guess in the last like ten years, maybe fifteen years, um, and I was just like, ah, I love this stuff. <laughs> and I and then like it, I don't know when it happened, but like a switch flipped, and I was like, man, Earth, Wind, and Fire can they just have banger after banger, and so like I and now I love Earth, Wind, and Fire, but. It was, you know, it was, it was an interesting, like, journey to get there as a, like, weird late 70s through the mid 80s is, like, the peak of their fame to be in that same area and to have not, like, been, like, yeah. one of my top, like, R&B pop bands that I, like, r- really deeply loved. It was, it was interesting to see them kind of come in late. And then, interestingly, there's Tomorrow, you'll see it um, on YouTube – there's this dude who does like this earth, wind and fire, uh, like tribute to the September song every year. And he'll get like, he'll put this video out every year for like the last six or seven years, maybe. So it's some put, old ones out there that I, can yeah, yeah. He's done it okay. every year for a number of years. He'll get, he'll put it out. He'll get, he'll get, um, you know, 25 million views tomorrow on this one video. He's been making, I guarantee you he's been making it for weeks and he has like a little foundation now just around his video wow. because there's so many people in it. And I think he like gives money to like high school music programs or something like that. But I wow. bought one of the shirts. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, dude. He's got like a whole little thing. So uh, I'll make sure to tweet it out from the, from the process uh, wow. Twitter account. But 
Yeah, that's it's pretty, funny. It's pretty great, man. I'm shocked though. I, you know, I, I would have took you because I know you. You, what do you play the drums, right? Uh, piano, drums guitar, or piano, 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 guitar, guitar, guitar. Like, I would have totally expect. Like to me, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Fire sounds for some reason hard. Like it sounds like oh, it's very complex. Yes, yeah, all their songs sounds, are super hard. It sounds really hard, and to me, like I take you as the guy that's like you're not trying to learn the song that everybody does. Yeah, like I take you as the guy that's like, give me Earth, Wind, and Fire. And yeah, you're totally, I'm gonna you're play totally that. right. You're 100 percent right. That, it, that's why it, the when difference you said is, it, I'm like, oh, he's playing Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like it's and like trying to so, learn. It. They're so upbeat and so happy. <laughs> and so, so, you know, me, I'm like, I'm doing like the Donny Hathaway thing, right? Like yeah, I'm in yeah, that, yeah. like, give me that. Or like, it's, it's kind of like, um, I always liked Springsteen, right? But I yeah. didn't really love Springsteen until I was like 22. Cause I was kind of always going darker. Like I'd always enjoyed him, but it wasn't until I like, like got past that, like dark adolescence. Period, yeah. Okay. That makes really sense. fall in love with him. So it's that same kind of like ex- gotcha. experience. But gotcha. Earth, Wind, and Fire just took a little while. It was a slow burn. Now, that makes sense. 30. Once you got to the point of being able to, like, actually appreciate them and the talents yeah. that, it, you know, and, and, like, how skilled they are, that was when you could really, like, open up. I get that. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. Because, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Well, happy birthday to you, my man. That's, hey. that's wow. That's all. 43. 43. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that would happen. But hey, here we are. Yeah, yeah, here man. We well, congrats. So, Forty three times, man. Yeah, man. We'll do. It. Let's do it again. <laughs> let's just keep. Yeah. Let's keep doing it because yeah. I'm enjoying it while I'm on a ride. Um. So, what do you think? We're a story brand. This week is chapters seven, eight, and nine, which is. Yeah. Uh, we've we've met our character who had a problem, and met our guide. That's what that's what happened before. Now. The guide is going to give them a plan, call them to action, and help them to avoid fit failure. Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we talked a little bit off here. It's interesting because now we're at this point, and I'm like, all right, I kind of know the ending to the movie now. You know, it's starting to, like, play out and make make a lot of sense of, like, okay, what are we trying to do here? And uh, to me, after reading these, you know, this book and these chapters, it's, it's changed the way that I look at commercials. And it's really changed the way that I looked at the beginning to how we tried to tell our story as a business. And one of the things that when they talk about the plan, they talk about you need to be very clear and direct in how you're trying to, you know, and get the customer to, you know, purchase or sign up for or whatever it is that they are doing for your business you have to be very direct you have to tell them like you know click this button here you know and you do this step here and and then we are going to give you this like it has to be very very clear and i'd say looking at my start to things um that was the area that i'm like man i wish i would have read story brand a little sooner so that I can understand the importance of having a very clear message that can't get misconstrued or misunderstood in any way. So that was the biggest thing I took out of out of the chapters this week. It's like that that clear plan is a must. Oh, and then the fear, the fear part, which I thought was pretty funny, um, which is why we 
we talked last episode about uh, manip- the manipulation of all of this and how scary it can be. Like a lot of these tactics have really uh, have been used dangerously in the past. And yeah, uh, yeah he, he that hit home that a again. Bit. Yeah, yeah, he addresses yeah. it a little bit in this one. And I like that. But like, I definitely, the things that I, I knew from like, from working in the last few years is like, to call people to action, like put the buy now button, make it available. And like the number of websites that you go to that make it hard to buy the thing is way too high. It's crazy how many websites you go to. And like, that's one of the things that we used to do at uh, the company that I used to work at. Like we would just take people's money. They'd give us five, 10, $20,000 to do stuff on their website. And really the thing that we did is just made it easier to buy the stuff. Like we just that's that was the only thing that we really did well. And people would pay us, you know, twenty thousand dollars for sure to to do that that work. And really all of that work was focused on like putting the people in a funnel that directs them to where you want them to go. And where you want them to go is by now. And that I mean it's crazy how effective just putting a button that says like what the product is and you should buy it. Um, so we did, we did a lot of that. I have noticed that I'm a sucker for download this white paper, download this thing to read, try this free thing. Here's a talk that we gave uh, that says why we're good at what we do. I'm such a sucker for that. Like, give me a free thing that proves that you're good at your thing, whatever it is, an idea, a book, whatever it is. And I will, uh, I'll buy your service at the end of it. That happens to me all the time. Because it wor- it really works for me. It's like, okay, you've told me that like I need your thing. Your thing solves my problem. And then you're like, here, here's the soft sell. Try this. Works for me every time. Yeah, and, that, and he also talks about the, that's part of, I guess, when he talked about the trade, the trade off or, you know, um, how I was just telling you earlier. I had a, a window company come over and, uh, you know, I'm looking to get some stuff done to my doors um, replaced and earlier I was telling you how this company sell is really about like have the finest quality for the rest of your existence on this earth everything was lifetime warranty lifetime guarantee lifetime guarantee and they didn't spare any parts I mean everything was about the highest finest quality they were really big on like safety and but their number one pitch was they weren't really selling you anything no haggle on prices no nothing they were literally that's what they were selling you was a guarantee that you'll never have to worry about buying another door for as long as you live here yeah that's a that's a good it's a good angle right like that that permanence thing and there if you put it into the story brand right you have a problem and the the solution that they're offering you is a life where you'll never have to worry about that again. Exactly. Totally. And, like, and like you, and you see it and you're like, Oh, that sounds, that does sound yeah. nice. I'll never have to worry about that door problem again. <laughs> exactly. So that, and that, and that's what you're buying really. Like when you look at the price, like, you know, the door is not too much. You know, I mean the door, the door was a little bit, but you know, the rest of it is like, there's another, you know, X amount of dollars more than the door. 
that you're paying and yeah, it's repairs, but I mean, the guy was like, it's a three hour job. And like, I'm like, man, three hours don't cost that much. And what you realize is like, oh, you're paying because this door is going to last you for the rest of your life. And if you break down life expectancy and you divide that into the dollar amount and the day, exactly. (laughs) And that's the trick, man. And, and that's the trick. And, and you know, the service was outstanding. So on multiple times when talking to this gentleman, there was the point out of, we're not a contractor. You know, we don't contract any work out. We're start to finish here. You don't have to worry about the hassle or the haggle of a contractor. You know, contractors skimping on price, on uh, uh, materials. We have a certain standard here. You know what I mean? And, and a certain guarantee of your safety. So, I mean, they went in. Like, they played on safety and they played on, you know, to be able to put, never have this situation happen again. Those are the two things that they were really focused on. So it's, it, it, that was, it was their story. Cool. That was their story. It was pretty cool. Like now, you now I handle business in a different way. So I'm interested in, like, so were you, you the know, hero? Did he set a, you up you as know you're the hero? He did not really set. He did not set anyone up as a hero. He didn't really tell much of a story. He went in pretty quick and easy on just the convenience of having something done, having your problem solved, and and in X amount of time, you know, not really needing to worry about multiple days. This is a one, a, a, a half a day job that'll be done. You'll be out of your life. Like he literally, I guess the hero would be him or them, but really he was more so focused on, let me get rid of this problem for you as fast as possible. It's interesting. I wonder had he have like, I wonder if he if he would have had you closed if he would have opened with something like, "Hey, I, you know, look, I can tell you're busy. I, you know, I can tell that you have a lot going on and that you're, you know, you're important at work. You're you're a father. You got all that going on. This is not the kind of thing that you need to deal with. You have more important concerns. And so he like put you in that mode. Yeah. And then. I want like I wonder if he would have killed yeah. if he would have killed the sale by like yeah. essentially orienting you towards that. That is funny. I mean, he 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 definitely he definitely went all in on let's end this problem once and for all. Like he right. he put all his eggs in that basket. Right. And it's a good basket. Oh, it's a strong move. But yeah, I about to say, but I think it would have been a it would have been a, a good basket. Like this is a community full of starter homes. Right. And you know, I mean, the community is literally everyone's in a starter, like everyone's moving at some point. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm critiquing his approach, that probably is not going to win you a lot. Now, right. although he did something really good, he was slick. He goes, having our name, on uh on uh, your doors goes really well when you want to resell your house because nice. people the person that's buying it knows they don't ever have to worry about doors anymore so you know yeah, so, like he, so yeah, he, 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 he knew but he yeah. didn't he didn't do it right he did exactly but he did he did he definitely talked about the value that adding one of their doors would do 
to bringing up the value of, of your home. So, you know, like, and he talked about it. He, he actually called it the real estate community really oh, values yeah. our doors. So, sure. you know, it was, it was, it was pretty like, <laughs> as he's talking to me, I'm like processing all of like, okay, where, where's he going with this? Cause you know, they, they do, they, they give you a free estimate. They do, you know, they do a lot of things where, um, they're, they close the deal. I'm sure often. Probably, probably one out of every three, they're closing yeah, sounds, deals on. Yeah, they they got to be. I mean, they wouldn't be in business, right? Yeah, they're closing. Yeah, I mean, they're good. They're good at what they do. Yeah. And I tell you, he would have a ninety percent closing rate if he went like a few blocks up in the little wooded area there, there, Road Ridley Creek. You know, and I'm up sure the, to the left. I know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure those homes down there. I'm sure they hit every time they get a call. It, it's a hit. They they know when they pull into the driveway. Yeah, they, like, I'm oh, telling you, this is the right yeah. zip code for my sales pitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is you know. So no, nah, but it it was it was cool to see, and I think one of the things that um, you know, in the chapter also that he talks about when he when he talks, you get to um the call of action, and he talks about. You just mentioned it, the button, but he talks about the infomercials and he goes, when those infomercials, there's a reason why that guy's always yelling and screaming and he, now. Like, yeah, exactly. And like putting the pressure on you. And I thought of two things. I was like, all right, yeah, he's trying to, you know, get you all, you know, like shook up a little bit, but also it's 3 a.m. in the morning if, if if he raises his octaves in his microphone, it might just raise the volume. How many times have you woken up because that infomercial got louder and you forgot you left the TV on and then you catch yourself watching a freaking Maybe I deep fryer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, the, uh, or the air fryer, Emerald air fryer, which I ended up buying one because I fell asleep watching like Sixers game on Comcast Sportsnet. And then all of a sudden, two thirty in the morning. Yeah, I got Emerald yelling, "Bam, bam!" And I'm waking up like, "Let me turn this off." And I'm like, "Oh shit, Emerald, you got an air fryer?" And you end up with an Emerald air fryer. So it's a, it's just was funny to me that like, man, it does make sense. It is true, you know. So it's a literal call to action right there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, man, like the more it's nice to know these tactics and like. I can't, I'm getting a lot out of this book. I'm really enjoying it, but like, it's Me too. really people should definitely like not know the tactics because you're getting bamboozled. Maybe you are, but more to see them and to sort of understand because it tells you like most of the time when you're trying to purchase a service, let's say windows or doors, right? Like you want to buy a door. <laughs> like, so you want to know, like, is he telling you the right story for the right door that you're trying to buy? And he was trying to tell you the story of, hey, this is a lifetime door. And you're like, mm, really what I want is a 15-year door. Like, if the guy had to come in and he said, hey, this is a 15-year door, that would have been a much more effective sales pitch. And it would have told you deep down, like, this is the correct door for what I'm looking for. And so, like, a little bit, yes, understand the wamboozle, see where you fit in. Hey, somebody set me up as a character. Okay, well, do I actually have the problem? Like, or am I about to spend some money needlessly? 
And the other side of that is, is the thing that they're selling you the thing that you actually want, like in your door example? Spot on, yo. Spot on. It's so much more than just being worried about being taken advantage of. Like, if you just listen and watch the story, you can find out is what this person's selling, what you actually need. You know what I mean? Like, think of it as you go into a restaurant, right? Like, technically, I went into a restaurant today for doors, hypothetically. Sure. But I didn't, I'm looking at the menu, and I'm I'm basically looking for the item on the menu that I want. Right, you're looking for a sandwich. I'm looking for a sandwich. And, and all they have was fancy ribeye. Yeah, or worse, escargot. That's what they had. And like, right, <laughs> you know, right. that's something that I really didn't want. And so that's the other thing is like, don't, you don't want to like, oh, someone's trying to sell you. It's more about like, when I go to a restaurant, I like to say to the waiter, you know, hey, what do you like? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I try to get dig a little deeper into that story, see if I can get a little more information out of it. So, you know, the stories are important because as a consumer, they help you as well. So you can know, like I knew the moment we started talking about lifetime warranties and selling my house and knowing that these doors are notorious in the community for being outstanding doors. Um, I knew that the price was probably going to be out of my league. So, you know, Not what you're looking for. No, I knew I knew that they, we might be outpriced. Yeah. So no, it's it's important. Yeah, you know, uh, Mike's gonna listen to this episode. He's gonna be cracking up because of the door. But like, um, when when I we were we had done this house in like Newtown Square. We I forget we did something. We, we but we ended up with this door. It's like super nice door. It was all glass, super heavy, has like this French knob that like in order to lock the door, you have to lift. It's very funky. Anyway, we <laughs> ended up with this door and Mike was like, you can have the door. And I was like, sweet. So I took the door and I held onto that door for like three years, maybe till I finally had enough money to have somebody put the door in at my house in Lansdowne. Dude, that front door is nicer than any other front door in my old house on the whole block. And it's, and it's all because we were, we were we had pulled it out of some house in like fancy Newtown Square and thrown it in the back of my truck and set it aside. And, you know, and that's like all these guys, you know, that that's the question. And like he was like, oh, this is a great door. Like the guy was who was putting the door on totally understood. He was like, oh, I get it. I get why you're trying to save this door. This is a great door and you can't afford this door. Like I, I you don't you don't want to spend three thousand dollars on a glass door. Like, what are you crazy? But. I put it on that house because that you know that I was gonna live in that home forever, and then I moved to Colorado, so I guess plans change. But yeah, probably helped sell that house, that door. Yeah, yeah, probably did. Yeah, that probably. door, yeah, the but door yeah, and nah. the stove that I put in. Those are the two things that probably helped that house the most. Yeah, I bought the stove off this dude in Craigslist. I don't, I don't know the story behind that stove, but he was like, "If you can get this stove out of here today, you, uh, I'll give you this stove for like." 400 bucks or something like that Dang. and it was like it was a full width like like i'm pretty sure I, I like i don't know what his story behind it like i i don't understand why he had this stove but i didn't ask too many questions I was wow like, what was it a full yeah. range and everything yeah full range and everything yep dang bread wow. oven bread oven on the side yeah dude it was, 
It was wild. My, I had this stove that was like a $3,000 stove in my house in Lansdowne. And people like walked in and they were like, that's a nice stove. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally, I, man. I tried to take it out and and move here with it. I tried to move the stove with, and Sarah wouldn't let me. She was like, no, no. She's like, you're leaving the stove. I said, I love the stove. She was like, you're leaving the stove. So stove's going to sell the house. And I was like, all right. I got out here and I bought a fancy stove. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, that is too funny, man. Yeah, but nah, that's it. That's that's it right there in a nutshell, man. It really oh, is. that's too funny. So um, n- next week we should do we should just finish it out. So yeah, I was about to say book's chap- almost done. Yeah, t- 10, 11, 12, and thirteen are the final chapters. And then there's a whole marketing roadmap. So I figure we'll do the end of the book next week and then the marketing roadmap the week after that sound like a yep. okay plan yeah sounds like a plan to me right. yeah you got any got any updates for the gang this week or you want to save that for next week Nah, i mean we're uh just got all our recipes locked in just about locked in um and then we're gonna start shooting videos for each one of the recipes and picks and um we're about to put together this this uh cookbook but you see, this should be fun. I, you know, this is going to be excited. like, I was to say, it's it's just going to be fun. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it's something I've always, you know, kind of wanted to do since uh, my wife was baking. I always would mess around with her and like, yo, you should, we should just do a cookbook or she should do a cookbook or whatever. You know what I mean? So there's, it's always been, it's been something that I've kicked around for a little while now. And uh, also just taking on new new shit man and not being like you know like the hell if it does if we sell it or if we give them away whatever it's just something cool to say like i did that here's the thing a book. I did. yeah i had an experience exactly. like, yeah yep. worse as long as you don't as long as you're not taking a big giant financial risk like you're having a, an, an experience and trying something that life yeah. like that's that's the whole point man yep so i'm actually gonna once i get more info we'll update the we'll, we'll talk a little bit on the pod about you know what what those costs are to publish a book it's actually not that bad you could kind of do it yeah. for pretty cheap so i'll keep everybody posted on what what were our prices um when it's all said and done how about you man i'm almost done this little this little site and uh i bought the domain for it today actually um amazon gave me some credits and they were like here here's some i think they gave me 50 dollars and credits and i was like well i'll just buy the domain with the credits so so i got that and so i I, getting there it's all it's almost done so i'll be able to move on from this project and back into the other project so yeah things are things are moving forward and you know i'm having fun making stuff at least what you know yeah yeah so we'll see how it goes see what the next thing is there you go that's always the biggest win just just fucking around making stuff that's (laughs) it so uh where can people find us vernon Oh, as usual, check us out on theprocessesblackandwhite.com and also check us out on uh, any of your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Process is Black and White. Uh, search us and we'll pop right up. All right, I'll talk to you next week, huh? All right, bro, have a good day and happy birthday, my man. Hey, thank you. <laughs>